Hey everyone, this is Andrew Nolenberg, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Geek Garage Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Geek Garage Pod. Check us out on Instagram, and if you want to check out any of the replays of our live streams of the podcast, you can go to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash twoplayermedia. And thank you so much for listening. Fourth, be with you as well. Every time I say it, I'm like, I, I have to really think about it to make sure I don't pronounce the rest of the sentence like I have a lift. Yeah, or like your Mike Tyson. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> exactly. With, with your children. <laughs> Can I eat them? <laughs> now, Kith. Have you seen that meme with the two birds? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It's old and I'm stupid, so let's carry on. Um,. So, hello everyone. Hey guys. Hey. hey <laughs> oh man. Hey out there in the in the podcast sphere. Um, my name is David and with me is my co-host Andrew Nolenberg. What's going on, folks? <laughs> oh man. Connor is dead this evening. Uh for now. Yes, yeah. for now, but he will be alive tomorrow. I found a book in a language I don't, I don't understand and I'm going to read it above his body and hopefully <laughs> It will do the job. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. You got any blood lying around I can just have? Any or... blood? Yeah. No. No. Good. No. That's that's good and normal of you to not have just extra blood. Yeah. Lying around. I'll find some though. You know, your I neighbor's th- doors are I unlocked. My... I found out. <laughs> I think my chemical romance. They wrote a song about needing blood. <sighs> Gallons of the stuff, actually. Yeah, and. Uh... Fuck, I totally forgot the rest of... What's the I next line? I, I don't know. Gallons of the stuff. <laughs> and never be enough to give him blood. 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 Fuck, I need to listen to that album again. Yeah, now I'm, that's what I'm doing in my car All right. when I leave. <laughs> yes, indeed. Okay, so uh, today is episode number... Nueve. Nine. 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 Number nine. Yes. Number and nine. Uh, we are actually going to be talking about Disney World. Woo! Yeah! I know nothing about that place. And Andrew knows nothing. That's specifically why I asked him to come over here and talk about it. And give an in, in-depth analysis about a topic I've never experienced too many times in my life or have absolutely no obsession over and currently aren't wearing any of their products on my body. No. That would be preposterous. That would be just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, insane. Um... So, uh, so yeah, we are going to be, basically, we're going to be uh, uh, talking about planning a trip to Disney World yeah. from top to bottom, uh, start to finish. Uh, the very first thing you should do once you've decided to go to Disney World, um, and we're going to just discuss in depth um, as much as humanly possible. So, <clears throat> if you decide to go to Disney World, you can have the best time uh, possible. Thanks to Andrew. Yeah, that is my goal. Um, I'm going to be discussing a lot of these topics as if basically this entire audience that we're talking to has no idea what to do with Mm -hmm. Walt Disney World. And folks, a lot of the things I am going to talk about, you might already know about. You might be a Disney fiend like me and are are well aware. And and just want to listen to this episode just for fun. Exactly. But 
Um, it's always fun to uh, it's fun for me to talk about because I love the planning of a Disney trip so much. It's, it's just uh, so fun. It is. It's, I don't know why. It's I, probably because you're a a left brain person. Are, are you more of a left brain person? I, I don't know. I, I lo- like. I think. I think just the planning of it became fun to me because of my dad. My dad made that part so fun, and I loved how into it he got mm-hmm. back when I was a kid. Um, because it was his planning and it was his attention to detail and thinking about every little, I don't know, um, every little trick or, or, or detail that needed to be looked at to make sure that the trip went off without a hitch because right. Walt Disney World is an enormous place and there's so much to do. And then you got three children, which is, you know, it's me and my two younger sisters that he wants to make sure that all the kids get to do everything they want. And as well as, you know, mom and dad as well. And he just was awesome at it. And he would um, make PowerPoint presentations and stuff <laughs> like that. But he made them silly and fun. And right. I remember just it was almost like the Disney trip was a really cool show that was about to debut and that you're really excited about. And then you're listening to your throughout the year. It was like a year long buildup and you're watching trailers and and show, you know, you're getting excited for your show. That's how my dad made our vacation sound was like, hey, we're going to Disney World next year. And then like throughout the year of saving and planning, he would like drop, you know, info or ask us, you know, what we wanted to do or this and that. And so by the time we actually went, we were like, oh, my God, (laughs) it's actually happening. Yeah, it was it was really cool. So I'm going to um, I'm going to discuss this wonderful process with you all as if uh, you've never done it before as if you're this is for a first time Disney person and I'm going to talk about things that will make your first experience in Walt Disney World a magical one Mm. to say the least that's that's the way it should be Uh, now for those of you that have been listening to our podcast thus far we have been doing uh, a little segment called uh, the nerdy news update and we are actually going to kind of forego that um, in the stead of something else. And since today is May the 4th, um, you definitely won't be listening to this on May the 4th. It'll be after that. But uh, know that we recorded this on May the 4th. On Star Wars Day. Yes, on My Star favorite Wars Day. Day. Um, so, Being as Disney owns that shit now. <laughs> right. Um, so Andrew, uh, he's going to kind of go into uh, not, not huge depth, but just kind of graze over the uh all the new shit that's kind of popped up in the past couple of weeks because we got the new uh the the last jedi trailer and we got a bunch of other news um so he's going to kind of talk a little bit about sure just going to give you a few tidbits number one i mean that most obvious is star wars the last jedi um, episode eight the second movie in this new sequel trilogy the first time we've seen paper i'm glad you brought that up there Mm -hmm. are a lot of interesting things that were seen in this trailer number one i mean we'll just talk about the fact that you did bring up paper mm-hmm. um luke skywalker going to what he thinks is the first jedi temple ever and being as it is an ancient place like that and we've never seen paper in a star wars movie before everything's always been on like basically you know data pads and things like that usb to see yeah or ipads <laughs> um you know i think i saw zune in there somewhere no, right but uh <laughs> but it was neat to see a book and that just goes to show you how old it is and how long how long of a time it was ago in a long time ago mm-hmm. in a galaxy far far away it's, right. you know so it that was neat um seeing ray uh whirl the lightsaber around a little bit super awesome um kylo ren looks angry and 
pissed off and his hell and I I hope it's a a glimpse into his development as a darksider because his helmet is just shattered and I don't know if I'm looking into this too much but maybe his dependence on being a Darth Vader fanboy is starting to go away in lieu of him being more confident in himself as a as a I'm not going to call him a Sith because he's not right. but just as a dark sider so it'd be interesting to see his development and then you know you've got the walkers that were seen the new little ships that are dragging the red dust up from the salt flats there Finn looks like he's recovering in his little medical tube pod thing there. And then right. um, an unfortunate casualty that I saw in the trailer already was Finn, uh, I'm sorry, was Poe Dameron's black X-Wing fighter getting blown the fuck up. That made me cry a little bit because Poor that po, ship. Every time he turns around. God, something... his insurance must suck now. It's like he can't keep a ship. He yeah. just can't. He's like, can you guys stop blowing up my shit? I bet, I bet that Geico Gecko is just giving him the the double middle finger. Yeah. Be like, all right, fucker. Something, something I found interesting about that, by the way, <laughs> Poe Dameron, because he's the best pilot in the galaxy, would never be shot down. Have you noticed that his X-Wings get blown up when they're landed? <laughs> I'm just saying, he doesn't lose ships when he's flying them because right. it would be impossible to do that. Yeah. I just thought that was neat. But then, the, to me, the biggest bomb being dropped that everyone's talking about is the very last line of the trailer, Luke Skywalker saying it's time for the Jedi to end. And I right. thought that was an interesting uh, hint into what we might be seeing and why the movie itself is titled The Last Jedi. Because maybe Luke Skywalker himself is the last Jedi in the traditional sense. Sure. And that he is hoping to turn Rey into something new because of how, maybe in his mind, the Jedi have failed the galaxy time and time again. Because obviously the dark side and its servants keep coming back. And sometimes the Jedi end up being those people. Mm-hmm. And maybe he thinks it's time to get rid of those those ways and, and try something different. So I'm really excited because this is just the movie already is shaping up to be um, something way different than we saw in The Force Awakens. I'm which goosebumps yeah, just thinking it, about it's it. great. Anyway, so moving away from that, some other news. If you're a Star Wars Rebels fan, which I am... The season four trailer was dropped during uh, Star Wars Celebration in Orlando as well. That will be the final season of Star Wars Rebels. How many seasons Um, are there? Well, there's been three. There will be four now, and that will be the end of that. Um, I haven't watched any of it. It's 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 a phenomenal show. It it is a true sequel to the Clone Wars animated series that was on Cartoon Network prior to Disney acquiring Lucasfilm and canceling that show. Right. What they basically did is they just rehired everybody and brought them back to make this show. Okay. And so you've got new characters and some familiar faces from that old series, and then it it really does carry uh, carry the story right back up to close to um, the time period of like Rogue One, mm. and you'll see. And actually, Rogue One did contain some Star Wars Rebels Easter eggs in the film. Yeah, I you, I, I, I was informed about that. Mm-hmm. I, I of course I didn't pick it up because I haven't watched sure. Rebels. Well, you'll appreciate it now. The next time you you see that, because where there are, could one find Star Wars Rebels? Star if Wars you don't Rebels have TV. If, if you well, if you don't have it, the only way I've been able to watch it is because I am a Comcast person. I, I have Comcast. Right. I can log into the Disney XD app on my phone, and it asks for my cable information. Okay, and then so, I can so it's watch on it. the Disney it, XD channel? Yeah, it's on Disney XD. Um, okay. But it's it's a great it's a great little show. Um, it definitely carries on the, the – you'll see familiar, you know, Galactic Empire versus Rebels era 
ships. It also brings in some expanded universe characters into the fold. Very, the main villain right now is Grand Admiral Thrawn from the uh, old books that were written a long time ago. Okay. That were well, they they repurposed Thrawn and brought him into the new canon, and he's awesome. He is a terrifying genius strategist imperial admiral that just keeps the rebels on their on their toes at every turn you know who uh who might like this show is my wife uh to see thrawn would be fucking awesome because he's he really is and the voice actor for him uh mark hamill no it's not (laughs) it's actually and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna freaking um get his name wrong but you know the guy Mads Mikkelsen who is uh, Hannibal yeah. in that show it's his brother okay I forget his first name but Mikkelsen being the last name that is the guy that actually is it voices... nice Mikkelsen no <laughs> shut up um <laughs> if you're a fan of uh, House of Cards he played the Russian president uh in, in the show okay. so there's yeah. there he is but anyway um that's great so Star Wars Rebels one more season left to bring a close to that little story then b- beyond that the Star Wars Battlefront 2 trailer dropped for Mm -hmm. fans of that video game and i'll tell you i was a little disappointed in the first game a little bit because it was only multiplayer and it only gave you one time period to fight in that being rebels versus empire when there's so much other star wars stuff to play with however that game was rushed they they rushed that game to get it out in time for the release of uh, the force awakens to kind of have Mm -hmm. this one giant build up so it was cool as you can obviously see what some time and some love can do for it for a game under a under a more relaxed uh, schedule of development, you are going to be able to have multiplayer battles in all three eras of Star Wars. You're going to be able to do Clone Wars stuff. You're going you're to be able to do Galactic Civil War stuff. And then you're going to be able to do sequel trilogy stuff. So you can nice. play as the First Order or the Resistance. You can play as the Battle Droids or the Clones. And then if you earn the heroes, you can do Darth Maul and Yoda or Kylo Ren and Rey or Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker. Not only that, there is a space mode now. And then beyond that, there's actually a single-player campaign. And the single-player campaign takes place from the point of view of the Empire. You are playing as a, a Imperial TIE Fighter pilot commando chick and she the trailer shows her looking up and watching the second death star blow up Mm. and you play from the point of view and sort of through the aftermath of what it would be like to be a you know a very dedicated imperial watching your fucking death star blow up (laughs) and going oh my god and so that'll be interesting to be able to play as um so that's really neat and then i'll I'll drop one final thing here um It's and it kind of be a nice little tie-in to our Disney conversation. Walt Disney World and the people that uh, the Imagineers, let's call yeah you know, the actual Disney Imagineers. There was a survey that was done asking people if they would be interested in a starship resort experience, <clears throat> meaning they are looking to build a fucking hotel uh, after Star Wars, which makes sense, being as they are currently building Star Wars Land, slated to open in 2019. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a hotel going along with that makes so much sense. For sure. Because, um, you know, I'll just live there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just live there. But anyway. You can't so, tell me what to do. So lots of Star Wars happening uh, for this May the 4th uh, mm-hmm. happening, you know, for today. It's, all, it's, and a, it's a great time to be alive. We can easily now transition into some Disney stuff. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, we kind of uh, we kind of talked. Uh, I brought this up as um, as one of our talking points. 
And it's a good place to uh, start. Um, and it's it, it, it kind of is and also isn't really a, uh, an easy question to answer. Um, but if there's someone that could answer it, it's you. It's what's the first thing? Say, hey, I call up my buddy Andrew. Andrew, I've decided to take my kids or me and my wife or whoever. We've decided to go, go to Disney World. What's the first thing we should do? Sell your kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No. Uh, uh, duly noted. <laughs> the the very first thing to do. I want to go to Disney World. Well, like any new thing that you don't know a lot about, you start doing your research. That's the very first thing. And then the first thing in your research is listen to this GD podcast. Exactly. Yes. You go right to the Geek Garage podcast episode nine and listen to us two talk about what the fuck you should do when you have that idea. Precisely. But so... The first thing to do, and fortunately, it's so much easier now. It is so much easier now to get to planning and to get and to dive into some information to help you design your Walt Disney World ex, uh, vacation experience because of the tools that they give you. Mm-hmm. Um, going to Disney Parks, the, the actual Disney Parks website, you've almost got everything you need. Yeah, right you were, there. You were telling me when the last time you went, um, and I was asking you like what kind of planning you did. You said that you were basically able to do almost everything from yeah. the Disney website. As far as as creating the a skeleton itinerary, and at the very least, knowing where I'm going to stay, where I'm going to eat, and anything that I can pre-book, I did right there on the My Disney Experience app which is something that you can sign up for on the Disney Parks website that you can do online on their website, and the app just functions just like a website. Right. But then you can also download that app for your cell phone, for your for Android or iPhone, whatever you have. That app is unbelievable because not only is it useful when you're first planning your trip, but then it's also your guide and your little uh, partner while you're actually on your vacation because, and I'll, I'll get into that in a second. So mm-hmm. let's get back to the the first thing you should do, and it's plan, and it's and it's get organized. So if if I'm a brand new person and I don't know a lot of things, I am going to go right to the Disney Parks website mm-hmm. and get to reading. And before you even start clicking on stuff as far as book this or stay here, simply figure out, okay, man, I, I gotta go to Disney World. Oh shit, wait a minute. What do you mean Walt Disney World ain't just a theme park I can just walk up into? Uh, Yeah, actually, there's fucking four theme parks, and there's two water parks, and there's a whole bunch of other shit, too. Are you a golfer? Good, they've got that, too. Are you, I mean, do you like dogs? There's a fucking dog park. Like, I mean, there's, there's literally everything in this place that is in Lake Buena Vista, Florida, not Orlando, Lake Buena Vista, Florida. No, it's it's close to Orlando. But anyway, the 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 actual premises of Walt Disney World is the size of two Manhattans or just the city of San Francisco. <laughs> it's fucking huge. Okay, so this is not like going to Six Flags where you just check in and start walking around. No, you can't walk around in a place that has their own highway system. Right. So. The first thing that you need to do is figure out where the fuck are you going to stay? Yeah. Let's not even get to the theme parks yet. I got to eat. I got to shit. I got to sleep. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to do? Well, here's a good thing. The Walt Dis- people, the Imagineers at Walt Disney World have already designed three tiers of resort experiences for all of you. Well, Andrew, I don't have any fucking money. Well, good, because they have something for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the resorts are divided into three categories. There are value. Then there's moderate. And then there's Deluxe, which I like to call them 
value moderate and i can't fucking stay here no i'm just kidding <laughs> sell your soul sell your soul and your children no um the value resorts are for if, in my opinion people that are going to be theme park junkies the entire time mm-hmm. if you are someone that just needs a cool place to sleep and eat breakfast for yeah for context this is where me and my wife stayed we stayed at uh pop century which is one of them and i'm gonna identify them all in a second but yeah. yeah um and uh it was fantastic mm-hmm. um if you would have told me that it's the third tier i wouldn't have fucking believed you uh because it's a fantastic hotel and that's what makes this that's what makes the staying, staying on the property. staying on property so special because even a disney value resort is going to be just as beautiful and more and more so than going to a offsite Marriott or something right. like that. There, it, it is completely pointless to go offsite, in my opinion. Right. I mean, and, and like, in my opinion, staying on the property is more than just a place to stay. Like, it's, I don't want to say like, it's a state of mind because that's kind but of pretentious. it's part of the immersion. But yeah, it's part of the experience of going is mm-hmm. that um, it's just more people that you're going to come face to face with the people that work there mm-hmm. that care about your experience. Exactly. A Disney cast member in a value resort is going to give you the same attention and and you know, let's just call it the Disneyness, that the, just that positivity and they it's almost like they're on stage. It's almost like they are a character themselves right. in the movie that is your vacation. And I I don't think it can be beat. I I think part of a true Walt Disney World experience is staying on property and you'd be doing yourself a disservice by trying to stay outside of that because the value resorts are completely affordable they They really are are. Mm -hmm. and so the value resorts they're they're like I I mean I I haven't priced them recently uh, but when we went um, it was the same basically the same price as staying off property exactly and you get to be on property and there are so many great things as a resort guest gets to enjoy that you don't get if you are staying off site. Uh, number one is just the, especially if number one is the, um, is the transportation element mm. of it. It's actually completely possible to fly to, to fly to Walt Disney world and not need a car and not need a car the entire time. Mm-hmm. Now there are some particulars that go along with that. It does depend on what time of year that you go. If you do go during the busiest time of year, which would either be right in the middle of peak summertime or during uh, Christmas time, expect the Disney buses or the monorail or anything else that they provide to be kind of to take a little crowded time. or right. to take a little longer to get to your resort than they would during a less busy time. But that doesn't mean that it's not completely possible. I've done it. I have, I have gone. And not had a car. Mm-hmm. And, well, how the fuck did you get there, Andrew? Well, when I landed, uh, I, we signed up for this thing called the Disney Magical Express, which was a bus that came, picked our bags up from baggage claim, and you get in there and they're playing Disney movies on little TVs that are in the bus. <laughs> and even the bus driver's like, hey, everybody, welcome to fucking Disney World! <laughs> and he's on crack, you know, or whatever. They got him hooked on opioids. Whatever Disney drugs they give you when you work there and was brought directly to my resort and the bags were uh, dropped off in our room later on that day. So we ended up just going to a park for a while, but that mm. was great. So back to what I was saying. I got off a little off topic there. So figuring out where you're going to stay. So the Disney Valley resorts um, are going to be completely affordable. There is the Pop Century Resort. There is the All-Star Resort, which is actually three different ones. There's All-Star Music, All-Star Sports, and All-Star Movies. And it's all themed after 
Um, if you're at the, at the music one, you got the rock and roll section, you got the pop section, you got this section, you got this section. Pop Century is a resort that is themed after different decades in American history. So you've got, you know, the 80s. And if you go to the swimming pool that's in the 80s section, you've got like a bunch of cool 80s shit like themed everywhere so that one that that hotel is adorable we've stayed there before i really like yeah it. when we went uh there was a giant rubik's cube yeah that's right uh, that's right that's right yeah right yeah. outside and there's like a th- the 90s one there's like a a shitty computer <laughs> like yeah. out there and... isn't there like a, a like a couple giant bowling pins somewhere in the 50s area okay that's right yeah, yeah. and then the last and the the newest value resort is disney's art of animation resort which is really cool because they really they wanted to build a family a really family friendly i don't mean in the, in the sense of content but size of rooms mm-hmm. for larger families okay if, if you got a family of six or something like that it's always been difficult to book rooms there because either you got to get two rooms or you're kind of forced into getting a suite so what they did at art of animation is they filled up a hotel with larger rooms so it's built for fam- you know for families and everything is themed. There's a cars area. There's the uh, uh, the the it's like the, there's Pixar stuff there. It's just, it's just so it's so adorable. It's it's completely themed after animation and it's really really cool. That particular resort is slightly more expensive than the other values. However, it is awesome. So then, I mean, it makes sense if the rooms are going to yeah, they'll be a little bit bigger. bigger. So if you got a bunch of kids, it's it's just the convenience of being able to actually put everybody in the same room yeah. and not have to worry about it. That's great. It seems like a good option if like you like a family was going, but they're taking like grandma and grandpa with. Oh them. yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and especially just for space, you know, I've I've been you know, I got my, my when I was a kid, we were a family of five. Mm-hmm. Most rooms are designed for four right you know and so we would always try and they, and they do make uh, you know some of the resorts do make rooms for five did your parents make you sleep in the bathroom i was the air no i was the airbed guy okay i was king of the airbed that was that was my you know it's nice thing. to know that your parents didn't make you sleep by the toilet <laughs> no yeah andrew you're here's your luxurious room wait a minute it's a bathroom <laughs> you're, you're, you're gonna spoon this porcelain throne yeah, all night. exactly yeah <laughs> but then uh yeah, using a loofah as a pillow. Um, <laughs> anyway, so um, the next tier are the moderates. And what designates a moderate from a value, and there's actually a few things. It's kind of funny. One is a water slide at the pool. You will not get a water slide at a value resort. I just find that kind of funny. I just want to put this on record that we had plenty of fun in the pool. <laughs> Without a water slide. We stayed in the value, and we got to drink booze mm-hmm. um, in the pool. So there's that. Uh, but with that being said, uh, a water slide would have been dope. So, yeah. so the the moderates are going to be slightly more luxurious, both in the room accommodations as well as in their aesthetics. There's a little more care into the put into the what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, there are there's the Disney's uh, Caribbean Resort, which just looks like freaking Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. And also beyond that, though, there's very colorful to capture the spirit of the Caribbean. All of the buildings and everything it looks like you're in some kind of port okay. you know down there i actually my most recent trip that's where we stayed and it was okay. awesome and then you and there are there are pirate themed rooms that you can get Excellent. which are yeah it's really neat and then beyond that you have disney's coronado springs resort which is built after it looks like ancient mexico so it looks okay. like at, there's an aztec pyramid there and it's super <clears throat> tropical and super pretty i think that is one of the prettiest resorts 
value moderate or deluxe that they okay. have built it's just gorgeous and when it's in the middle of summer in florida and you got blue skies and palm trees and that blue water there looking around at the coronado is like wow it's it is truly a sight to behold and they have the best food court in my opinion of any of them right um and then you have uh disney's port orleans resort which is split up into two different experiences you've got port orleans riverside and you've got port orleans french quarter so basically you're in louisiana that's where you're at and so you're in old time new orleans so the french quarter is going to be your more plantation house looking southern southern uh uh, aristocracy looking area and then you've got the riverside which is like being in the bayou Okay. You know, so that is super cool. We've stayed there several times. I love that resort. Number one, because they had the five person rooms <laughs> for our family. Right. But uh, the just the the design of it was super cool. And then the the you were ne- no matter where you stayed on the premises, you were never too far away from the central hub where all like the food was and the gift shop and things like that. So it just it made sense in its construction the way that it was. Okay. You didn't feel like, oh, man, we're staying way the hell over here. Um, Oh, one thing I failed to mention, I'm so sorry. Both the Moderates and the Value Resorts, if you look at them objectionally, are actually built kind of like motels where you it's an outside entry into your into your room. You're not it's nothing's just inside. Um, I forgot to mention that. So what they did is they just basically made sure that the grounds and the landscaping and everything on all these resorts is amazing, and everything is themed. Yeah, so. I, th- I think that actually works out in the in the favor of the 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 way everything is laid out. The architecture yeah. is to have separate buildings mm-hmm. with outside access. Mm-hmm. That way, um, you can kind of stroll around the grounds exactly. if you want. Like uh, that's what me and Lindsay did. Like yeah. when we went uh, for our honeymoon, we just. Like, um, get one you a night. drink and go walk around. Yeah. yeah. Um, and luckily, we did not get attacked by any alligators. Right. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'll... Can I just say, I... and granted, that's a horrible tragedy that happened, but don't let your fucking kid play near the water over there. You're not even supposed to be there to begin with. Right. But anyway. Um, and then you've got, so yeah, Port Orleans, uh, you've got that. And then beyond that, there is the, oh God, I'm going to forget, I'm going to forget a couple. Um, well, wait a minute. For moderates, I think I got them all, actually. I, I think you named three. I, I named three, and I think there is three. Um, and if I'm forgetting that one... That sounds about right, but... If I'm, I'm forgetting one, I'm sorry. And then then you move on to the deluxes, and the deluxes are more traditional resorts, hotels, meaning your rooms are inside. That's There's that, and they're all... And you have to be Oprah rich. Fucking huge. They're huge. Actually, there is, there is ways to, and I'll get into it, to be able to afford these, no problem, but it does take some saving and some planning and everything, mm-hmm. and honestly, don't go during the peak season. They jack the prices up. Mm-hmm. But there is the Disney's Wilderness Lodge Resort, which is like being in the... It's like going to Gatlinburg, Tennessee and being in the biggest fucking cabin you can possibly find out there. Right. But it's, it's you're out in the wilderness and bear country, and that's the whole theme of that absolutely gorgeous and then you've got disney's grand floridian resort which is uh styled like old florida and it's the most expensive walt disney world resort hotel it's also where they do a lot of the weddings the wedding pavilion is over there big white and red spires very it's almost like you walk in there to me it looks like you're in the fucking titanic like Mm. from like from the movie how that looked and everything gorgeous very very has a very ritzy look to it it's it's beautiful and then you've got Disney's Polynesian Resort, which is like being in fucking Hawaii, you know, and, and they do a luau and there's a lot of Lilo and Stitch happening over there. Yeah. And then you've got Disney's Contemporary Resort, which 
is exactly how I described it. It's the contemporary. It's basically just like the nicest, traditional-looking, just cool hotel. From the outside, it just looks like a big trapezoid-looking thing. thing. Um, And then the, the Polynesian, the contemporary, and the Grand Floridian are all in a big circle around Seven Seas Lagoon, which is the man-made lagoon that ferries guests from Disney's Transportation and Ticket Center over to the Magic Kingdom. And you can see the Magic Kingdom and Cinderella's Castle from all three of the resorts that I just mentioned. And okay. the other cool thing is, is they all have a monorail going through them. Okay, so, I was, that was my next question, mm-hmm. uh, or question was, because um, uh, on the monorail to mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. uh, I, I remember going through a hotel. Yeah, you'll, uh, if you stay on it, you'll go through three. <laughs> yeah, there are only three resorts in the entire premises that have monorail access, and it's the three that I just mentioned. Okay, um, so another perk for saving your money and, exactly. and so, staying in the... It's neat to be able to do that and yeah. and just jump on a monorail and be in the Magic Kingdom in seconds. That's super cool. Yeah, and more. In, uh, well, I don't. I don't know if incentive is the right word, but just um, don't have to worry about transportation as much. Absolutely, and you can actually then gain access. You can you can jump monorails and go to Epcot mm-hmm. from there as well. So you can actually get to two different theme parks from the monorail. So that's really okay. cool. So anyway, so I've just broken down to you basically the three tiers and. When I say when I got to the deluxe ones, I failed to mention. I mean, folks, they are expensive. I mean, they really are. It's that that is a save your money and 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 go right. kind of thing. I didn't I didn't name all of them. There's I'm sorry. There's the Disney's Yacht and Beach Club, and then there's um, that one sounds uh, nice and cheap. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it to me, I would describe Yacht and Beach Club as oh, <laughs> oh, yes. oh, oh. What did the one poor person say to the other? Who cares? <laughs> you know, but it, it it has that look to it. But it's really, really pretty. And their water slide is dope, by the way. <laughs> um, we used to do this thing called resort hopping where we would just go to all of them and like get to the gate. And they're like, do you stay here? It's like, we're having dinner in there. Okay, and then we just go in and fucking swim in their pool. Yeah, you, yeah. You did tell me that uh, you would like go, uh, like you wouldn't stay at these resorts, but you go and like have breakfast. Oh yeah, so that's part of, and now they can kind of track everything. But what part of our part of our plan was always booking a meal at one of the dope restaurants that they mm-hmm. have in one of those. But I'll get to that in a second. So yeah, we have uh, places to eat as one of the, yeah. the talking points, and so we'll get to that in so here in a little bit. Basically, decide on what your budget is for room accommodations and what kind of how much time you're going to spend in those rooms too because again if you're a first time person and your plan is man I'm just going to I'm going to be riding rides and and doing this and doing that then don't spend all that money that you could be using towards food and drink and entertainment on a fucking place to sleep mm-hmm. as beautiful as those deluxe resorts are if you are not going to stay in your resort and enjoy the amenities of your resort at least for a day then don't stay in them. Right. Stay at a value or a moderate. Save your money towards something else fun or or souvenirs or a margarita or something. Yeah. So, anywho. So, now that you've decided where you want to stay, let's start talking about, okay, well, Andrew, wh- where do we go now? What What's next? What, what, well, I, there's four fucking theme parks now. And so, you have to decide on... The order of which you're going to go to them. Well, can I just do them all in one day? No, you're on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> no, you no, you absolutely cannot. Especially if you're a first-time person. You want to dedicate 
one day per your vacation mm-hmm. per park. So in my opinion, Magic Kingdom needs to be the first place that you go to on your first theme park day because it's the original park. And to me, it's the one that truly emanates the classic Disney feels. And so it kind of gets you in the spirit. It really does. Everything. I think it kicks your trip off in the perfect uh, attitude. I think I, the, it might have been. It was either that or I think Magic Kingdom was our first park mm-hmm. that we went to. Because you got to walk in and you got to take a picture in front of the castle. Mm-hmm. And there you go. You've, you've started off well. And if you're like me and need coffee, uh, you know, every hour on the hour, <laughs> um, the good news is, is the fine folks at Starbucks have partnered with Disney World and there are Starbucks everywhere. <laughs> yeah, there is. And they actually do a great job of hiding them, meaning they they fit them into the aesthetic of the park. So you're walking around and it's not like you're like, oh, I'm in Main Street, USA, and I'm supposed to be in this little old-timey town, and all of a sudden there's just this modern-ass Starbucks there. Right. No, absolutely not. It is themed and built into... No, they uh, they did do a really good job of oh, yeah. making it look... Uh, making everything flow really mm-hmm. nicely. Because um, you are supposed to be on your grand adventure, and nothing is supposed to draw your brain out mm-hmm. of the immersive experience that you're in. These magical fucks. It's like they... It, I'm going to go off a little bit here. It's like... Everything down from the way the buildings look to, to what, the napkins, to the napkins, <laughs> to the clothing and the uniforms that the cast members are wearing. Here's a little fun fact for you. If you work in. And I'm going to go into this in a second. If you work into the if you work in the area of the park where the Haunted Mansion is in Walt in, in, in the Magic Kingdom. Mm-hmm. OK. And your friend works in Tomorrowland where Space Mountain is. OK. One person's wearing. A haunted mansion-y looking outfit. One person is wearing a futury looking outfit. If you decide, I want to go say hi to my friend, or I'm on break, or whatever. If yo ass walks across the park <laughs> and is in a land where yo shit don't match, start looking for a new fucking job, <laughs> asshole, because you just broke Disney rule the number law. one of don't fuck it up for kids. The immersion's broken. A Haunted Mansion person shouldn't be in Tomorrowland or any other place where they don't belong. So that actually brings this little fun factoid for you. The Magic Kingdom, where park guests are walking and everything you're doing while you're eating your Mickey ice cream cone and everything, is actually the second floor of that park. Okay, I was just about to ask, do they have some sort of secret passageway? They have very secret passageways. They have um, the... Like basically, a employee or a cast member goes underground mm-hmm. uh, to get from A to B, or change their clothes, or whatever. It's okay. also how they sneak the parade floats out. Um, gotcha for the parades and everything. That's yeah, that that's good to know because yeah. I uh, I I don't think I ever really wondered, but uh, now that you mention it, I I was kind of like, huh. I... It's this like unbelievable tunnel system that's underneath there, right? So that's neat. But anywho, so you got the Magic Kingdom. That's where you're going to find rides as Haunted Mansion, Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, and uh, Splash Mountain. And then I'm forgetting. Uh, it's a small world. Peter Pan. All, all those things. And it's also where the classic fireworks show Wishes takes place at the end of the night. So there's that place. I'm going to get more in detail about things in a second, but that's the first park. And then from there, really, there is no rules as far as what park you should do on your next day at this point it's what do you what do you feel like doing right. okay 
So your other three parks are Epcot. Do you want to uh, do oh, you want to talk up? about um, extra magic hours and how there's specific days? Actually, and great how point. it's another perk sure. of staying on Absolutely. property. Every Disney Resort guest is granted access to what's called extra magic hours, and what that means is is that the theme parks are open during extra times and extra hours, either before opening or after closing. And that time period is exclusive to Disney Park, I'm sorry, Disney Resort guests. So what they basically do is if Magic Kingdom is closing down at 9 o'clock that they day, they kick, kick everyone, everyone the fuck out <laughs> that isn't staying on property. And the way that they actually are able to tell that, they have done away with room keys and, and basic park passes. You have a new thing called the Magic Band. You yeah. wear this little cool little colorful wristband on your arm, and it's an electronic wristband. And so... If you and go, it basically runs your entire. It runs vacation. your whole thing. If you try to go on Space Mountain after you know, during during extra magic hours, and you're a park guest, they scan it. Cool, in you go. If you try to do that and you're not a park guest, guess what? You're not doing. You're not mm-hmm. riding that ride. So that's really neat. So that's another. That's a huge perk of staying on property because if you're like me, I'm actually more of. I like to go to the park a little bit later in the day because. I know that I'm going to get all this access later if I if I picked my park day on a day where they do extra magic hours. And let mm-hmm. me clarify, they don't do these every single day for every park. Right, it's different. They switch mm-hmm. it up, and you can and and they post <clears throat> the times. I mean, you can look at when they do it. So right. you so what I would recommend is I think Magic Kingdom should just be your first day regardless, and then after that, kind of look at when they're doing extra magic hours for the other parks. You can kind of plan accordingly. And get the most out of your your time there. So the next one I'm going to talk about is Epcot. Epcot is divided into two lands. You've got Future World and then you've got World Showcase. Future World has most of the rides, most of the attractions there. You've got... And Soarin'! Oh, yeah. You've got Soarin', which is a... And they just recently updated that ride. There's a brand oh, new good. in-flight video now. So now it's a whole new experience, which okay. is really cool. But basically, Soarin', you're on a hang glider thing in a fucking giant IMAX theater, and you're just flying. It used to be Soarin' over California, where you would fly to California, basically. So they change it up? It's a little, Yeah, it's different now. Um and then there's also Test Track, which you are now a test dummy in a car, and they whip your shit around on this on this that ride uh, test. Is so oh, much it's fun! Freaking amazing! And now it's different. You actually design your vehicle on these little kiosks, and the oh yeah, they've made waiting in line a joy. Okay, so you're waiting in line for this thing, and, and you're just making a spaceship basically. <laughs> What's so funny is I'm in line, and my sister Sarah designs this perfect ass, like just this perfect like Lamborghini car that's got all the tools it needs to 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 execute what's going on right. and i man i was like where well, we're going we don't need roads <laughs> my car was a fucking delorean <laughs> i mean i was doc brown i had no fucking wheels i had hover wheels and a, and a rocket engine in the back this thing couldn't turn <laughs> <laughs> And what it does is it actually, like, you have, like, this onboard computer while you're on the ride that shows you, like, during each little drill that you do in the car. Because it's just, it's on rails. You're not driving it or anything. Right. But it is kind of rating how your car, like, would have done. So, like, in every category about handling, braking, (laughs) turning, Sarah's car is, like, fucking beautiful you know it's just gliding and all mine it's like fail 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 but then when it got to the most important part 
which is the at the end, test. which is the speed test, which careens you at a fucking brick wall that opens at the last minute uh-huh. and puts you out on the actual test track, which gets your car up to 65 miles an hour while you're out there. That's where my car was perfect. And I actually, I really did this. I was sitting there and I knew it was about to like happen. And I looked at Sarah and that's when I said, where we're going, we don't need roads. And I, and I sang the Back to the Future theme as we fucking flew out this thing. And you see that rating of mine. It was like, you win. Like just <laughs> based on that one fucking drill. Oh my God. It was so much fun. So that's a great ride. So you've got all the future fun stuff in Future World for that kind of thing. And then the other part of the park, which does not open until 11 o'clock a.m., is World Showcase, where there are 11 countries represented in these beautiful pavilions that capture the uh, a small essence of, of those different countries, both in architecture, food, shops, and culture, and even down to the people that fucking work there. There is Mexico, there's Norway, there's China, Germany, Japan, Morocco, America, (laughs) Great Britain, uh, Canada. Um, I think I named them all. I don't remember. Whatever. Uh, It's fine. Did you name France? I didn't. And Italy. France and Italy. Sorry. And that's it. Um, And and all the people that work there are from those countries. Yeah, they they went to those countries and abducted people. Yeah, they straight up just put them in a burlap sack and (laughs) dumped them in there. You work for us now. (laughs) Um, Hey, can you cook okay? Good. Yeah, but it's... it's, Honestly, and I'll get back to it, World Showcase is my favorite thing that's in Disney World. It's pretty fantastic. And so you got that place. And then the Illuminations uh, fireworks show at the end of the day is awesome. Then after that, you've got Disney's Hollywood Studios, which is themed after Hollywood. And you even have you even have the centerpiece of that park, which is the Chinese theater that can be seen in Hollywood where they do all the big premieres and things like that. And mm-hmm. inside that place is the great movie ride, which takes you on an adventure through classic Hollywood films. And then you've got uh, the Rock and Roller Coaster, which is an Aerosmith-themed roller coaster, which th- seems weird to someone just to hear that, like, there's an Aerosmith-themed roller coaster. It's legit. It's the best fucking thing. It's, it is a fantastic, fast roller coaster, and they blast Aerosmith music in your ears while you're just going crazy. If, if you're into, uh, first of all, if you're into the more roller coastery driven, uh, Theme parks, Hollywood is for you. Oh yeah. Um, but aside from that, the Aerosmith ride is probably one uh, mm-hmm. one of the best rides. And um, then a hop, skip, and a jump from that ride is the uh, Disney, uh, the Tower of Terror, the Twilight now, Zone Tower of Terror. Are, th- are they tearing that down? Uh, okay, because I knew that they were tearing the one in Disneyland down. Yes, Disneyland in California for... is repurposing the Tower of Terror ride to be a Guardians of the Galaxy attraction, which, which is, is really cool. Not um, not a terrible idea. No, not at all. But they're uh, keeping the one in Florida. Yeah, for, as of well for now. Like I, I knew that they were keeping it, but then for some reason, like I thought I heard in the news that they decided to tear that one down as well. Um, I have I don't know that actually, and I will look into that. But as of right now, I don't think there's any plans to uh, get rid of it. Okay, so cool. And then because I love that ride. Oh, I got smacked in the face on that ride. You got smacked in the face on by, Tower of Terror? By my wife. Oh. She, she threw, like, you know, because not to ruin the ride for anyone, but you basically get, uh, it's kind of like the elevator from Six Flags. Yeah, where they, drop you, your, they drop you a lot. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you get dropped a little ways and then they bring you back up. But when, when they bring you back up, it's for like a second. So you're kind of like gravitating. A little zero G happening. Yeah. So you're, and 
at that moment when you get brought back up and you're about to get dropped again, my wife goes, ah, and like throws, throws her, her hands, hands up, up and oh smacks God. me in the fucking so face. So I'll, I'll tell a story that Connor told me. Uh, Connor went there. His sister actually and his and his brother-in-law got married in Disney World, actually. And I don't and, like those guys. Yeah, I know right now. <laughs> they, yeah. they run a stupid little podcast called the Popcorn Poops. It's actually it's, a phenomenal podcast. And you well, I'm being quite facetious. I apologize. Um, yeah, they're, they're great. But anywho, the story that he tells me is they get on this ride and they had had a little to drink before they got on that thing. Good. And they were making, they knew where the cameras were for the after ride photo. Mm-hmm. So when they got to that point, they make these like horrifying faces, just gross, and they're making you know they're just being stupid. Right. Well, I guess like in the same car with them was a dad and his daughter that was like their first time at Disney World, and like they're like being cute, and then you in, in their fo- basically Connor ruined someone's family photo <laughs> <laughs> by just they're like cheese, and he's going Dang! you know like making some horrifying Connor face, uh... and it's not just him; it's like all of his friends that were there. And so they, they, anyway, that's funny. Um, And then the most important part of Disney Hollywood Studios, and if you disagree, I'll fight you, is the Star Wars area where Star Tours is, which has been there for a long time, but also right next to that opening in 2019 will be Star Wars Land, which will just be the coolest fucking thing So are are they expanding um, Epcot, or or is is, Disney... Star Wars Land going to be like a fifth park. Star Wars Land is a part of Disney Hollywood Studios. Or yeah, and uh, sorry, yeah. I, I didn't mean and to. And it's see next Epcot. to it's it's somewhat connected to the ride that's already there. Right. What they did is they got rid of the stunt show car show that was there uh-huh. and the Catastrophe Canyon backlot tour thing that was there. They gutted all of that, and then like the New York City looking area is mm-hmm. gone, and they repurposed it so it could connect to where the Star Wars stuff already is. And so they're just kind of making that area into that. Cool. And so, yeah, it's it's huge. Like, there's a lot of land that was repurposed to build that attraction. And then also they're building Toy Story Land, oh. which is a whole other big thing that they're doing there. So that park is about to be the go-to place. There's going to be a lot of really cool stuff there. Excellent. And then the last theme park is Disney's Animal Kingdom, which is the, the newest of the four, but it's not new by any stretch of the imagination. It's been around for quite right. a while. But... It is a real, I mean, you can go there and actually have a safari experience. You can see lions. You can see. That place is about to get lit. And that place is about to be lit because not only do you have the actual safari element, and it's basically like the coolest zoo you'll ever go to. It's but, it's, it's legit. But then also you can, you know, there's great little rides there. You've got the Tough to be a Bug, uh, Bug's Life show that's in the tree where it's a fun little 3D show. And then you've also got the, um, oh my God. The roller coaster. Um, uh, Expedition Everest. Thank yeah. you. God, I was like, Wait, I, I can't I, forget its name. I always want to say escape from something or other. Escape from the fucking Yeti. No. That's basically <laughs> what it is, is you're on a roller coaster and you're trying to escape a Yeti. Yeah, but there's that badass ride. And then there's other there's awesome. the Lion King. The Lion King show, which is unbelievable. I, I, I cried like a little bitch mm-hmm. um, when I watched. I, I like we went in and it was almost something that like we didn't do because mm-hmm. like we didn't we spent the least amount of time at the Animal Kingdom, and um, we decided to do that just because. Well, it um, used to close at like six o'clock. Right. It's open late now because right. they have a nighttime show that's Jungle Book. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So when uh so we decided to go because I don't I think when we walked up we were like hey what's this oh it's the Lion King show, 
I think the next show was starting like 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. So we just decided to do it. And so glad we did. It's it's basically like, um, it's almost like Cirque du Soleil, but mm -hmm. um, Lion King style. Yeah, it's amazing. It, it, it's it's truly amazing. And it's a cool mixture of familiar faces like Simba and Pumbaa and all of them. But then like truly impressive circus performers i'll just call them yeah. doing just amazing amazing things and then the music of course and they sing it live and it's mm -hmm. just like i mean for me i mean i was i'm an emotional disney fan anyway but like <laughs> from the second i heard ah, when, yeah, I was like, oh my god like it was so great i i'm waiting like i listened this totally a side yeah. note but um unashamed i rock out to disney music while i'm at work mm -hmm. um and i'm totally like sometimes like i'll i'll get teary-eyed like listening to the music because i think like i i'll think about our vacation and mm -hmm. how great it was mm -hmm. how great of a time uh, we had and then i think about our future memories like when we finally take sure. uh take charlie and aaron yeah. yeah um and like i just get so swelled up with like emotion and I'm waiting for someone to like come tap me, like and be like, oh, "Wait, what do you need? What, what do you, do you want? want? What do you want from me?" It's a tale as old as time, okay? <laughs> Song as old as rhyme, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> you can fire me. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, so yeah, Animal Kingdom's awesome, and so like, there's your theme parks right there. Okay, and I'm not gonna go. Don't forget what they're adding to the Animal Kingdom. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Avatar. Yeah. So the land of Pandora has come to Animal Kingdom, and you can, if you're a fan of James Cameron's uh, Avatar or Pocahontas in Space, as I call it, uh, you can. Or Fern Gully. Uh, or Fern Gully. Oh God, it is. <laughs> anyway. Or Dances with Wolves. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can we just at least agree that it was pretty? <laughs> it, it was, was fantastic. It was real pretty. So they have built the the world of Pandora, where the, the they call the Navi, I believe, the the, yeah, the blue Navi. aliens uh, live, and you can just straight up go in that shit. And it's one of those it's one of those immersive ex experiences. Well, that you can take over their land. You yeah. Do they give me a gun and let <laughs> me just go take their their shit? No, right. That's the real experience, right? No. Yeah. It's just brand new, gorgeous thing. There's new attractions there, and you'll get to see some of the most up to date ride technology and theme park technology that exists because I love seeing what they can do, what Disney does now. Because if you think about it, a lot of the rides have been there for a very long time. Uh, we didn't, we didn't talk about, uh, we didn't talk about Splash Mountain. I'll get there. I'll get there. Okay. But a lot of their rides have been there a long time. So it's so cool to see the Imagineers make a new thing with new technology, basically give Disney a blank canvas and say, build a new fucking thing. So that's why I know the Avatar thing is going to be badass. The Star Wars land is going to mm -hmm. be badass. And Toy Story land is going to be amazing. And totally off like off kilter here, but the Shanghai Disneyland that's in China oh, yeah. is brand new. And so all their stuff is fucking ridiculous. I've heard like, it's, it's out of this world. Do yourself a favor and just YouTube Shanghai <laughs> Disneyland Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a completely different ride. And it's unbelievable. Can we talk about just for a second how Johnny Depp was at the yeah, Disneyland? Yeah, that badass mofo uh, was being Jack Sparrow in it, the ride. Which is funny because uh, if it's anything like the ride at Disney World Same in, in, in Magic Kingdom, mm -hmm. uh, the animatronics are very lifelike. Oh, it's it, freaky. It, 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 yeah, it fooled me. Like like the when you when you get to see Jack Sparrow, it's 
It's crazy life like yeah. so um if I saw like I mean you could if you watch the video you hear the people say hey are you real are you real and he's like oh I'm real <laughs> you know like he's there I mean I'm that and then you got all the like the the women they're like oh my god Daddy, get in our boat <laughs> so I can lick your body <laughs> but anyway oh my god so I've named off all the theme parks for you. There's also two water parks. I'm not going to get into as much detail with those, but there's Blizzard Beach and there's Typhoon Lagoon. They're badass water parks. That's something that you can do as well. So I've talked about where to stay and where to go play, okay? Figure out just the best version of what days you want to do those on. Look for the extra magic hours. And guess what? You can do all that on the Disney Parks website. Mm-hmm. So... As you are clicking on things and going, okay, let's say you arrive to there on a Monday. Let's say you fly into Orlando. Let's say you're flying for all intents and purposes. You fly into Disney World and you decided to rent a car. Um, I recommend the car rental because I don't like to be on anybody else's schedule but my own. Um, okay. Because even though the Disney transportation that's there with the buses and everything is wonderful, I'm not saying it's bad. Please, by all means, if that's what you want to do, do right. that. I'm just someone that's like, okay, I want to go here. Now I want to go here. Now I don't want to like have to wait for anything. Right. But it's totally awesome if you want to do that anyway. But so using the, so let's say you arrive on a Monday. Okay. Well then just basically go, okay, well on Monday, maybe we're just going to, you know, we're not going to be able to check into the hotel till three, by the way, most check-in at Walt Disney World resorts is three o'clock. And so plan accordingly. So, okay, we got here late afternoon. We checked in. Man, I really just don't want to, like, go diving into a theme park right now because we just got here, a little jet lagged. Cool. Go eat something. Go do whatever. And then on the Disney Parks website and the My Disney Experience app, just basically go, okay, on Tuesday we're doing Magic Kingdom. Oh, look, there's extra Magic Hours for Epcot on Wednesday, so we're going to do that that day. Oh, look, Thursday we're going to do that. Blah, 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 blah. How, how far in advance do you know the extra magic hours? Um, because when uh, when we went, as far as I know, it was um, weekly. Correct. Right? You okay. will not know extra magic hours until you get real close to your trip. But the good thing is, is your ticket or your magic man, let's just, you know, whatever, your ticket. We'll just call it your ticket. Mm-hmm. Your ticket is an all-encompassing ticket. You're not buying specific tickets to the Magic Kingdom or Epcot. Right. You're just buying park ticket, and you can go to whatever you want for that day. Right. And so if you're looking at the extra, extra magic hours, you're like, oh, shit, we were going to go see Epcot on Tuesday, but Animal Kingdom's got extra magic hours. Let's go fucking do that. Mm-hmm. And just switch your shit around. And that's great. Do that, please. Um. So I've yeah I've covered all that. So basically, just set yourself up a little plan, a little itinerary on the My Disney Experience app, and then the next thing that you're going to do is you're going to plan out your fast passes. What the fuck's a fast pass? Well, let me tell you why a fast We're pass in school, is. You're really good on badass. A fast pass is the best thing they've ever came up with ever. Indeed. And so what this Especially is? Especially during the summertime. Oh, it's beautiful. A fast pass used to be when you went to a Disney park, you would take your park pass, you would sprint from the opening gate, punch six people, go up to Space Mountain's fast pass terminal, and then you would drag and kick the guy that's in front of you, shove your fucking ticket into the machine, and get your little time slot where you get to come back to that ride and jump to the front of the line. It's not like that anymore because of the casualties that took place. Right. What because they, of all the people oh, that all you the bloodshed, All the bloodshed. They just couldn't take it anymore. Right. Um, enough blood sacrifices were given to Walt Disney to where uh, it was time to change it. Right. So Fast Pass Plus is what it's called now. 
And being a Disney resort guest, here's another little uh, perk. Little, little perk for you. You can book, if you book online, if you book your trip online and book everything online, you then gain the ability to pre-book three fast passes per park per day up to, I think it was like three or four months before you're even going. Wow. It opens up to you. And so all you do at that point is you go, okay, what are the three longest wait time rides in each park? Fast pass, fast pass. Fast pass. Right. And what you do, it's all it's all about timing. They have time slots. And those do like run out basically. They only give so many fast passes per time slot. Let's just say per hour. Well, as a Disney resort guest, being as you're doing this months in advance, you are getting first access to whatever slot you want. So if you're somebody that has no interest in getting to the Magic Kingdom when it opens because I'm not waking up that early. Right. That's yours truly right here. Okay. <clears throat> I don't want to even get to that park until 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Number one, if I'm going in the summer, it's hot as fuck in Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially at noon. Right. <laughs> and so for me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sleep in. I'm going to get me a cup of coffee down at the whatever resort I'm at, whatever thing I'm at. Get my little breakfast. Get my Mickey waffles. If you don't get a Mickey waffle, you have failed um, at Disney World. <laughs> their, yeah, their, brec- just, their breakfast great. food is, oh. is phenomenal. It's just so good. It, and so you get your, get your little breakfast and go, well, I'm not stressing out because I'm going to get to the park around 2. I got me a fast pass for Space Mountain at 3. Got another one for Thunder Mountain at 5. And my last one for Splash Mountain at 7. So I got like plenty of time in between each one of them rides to go do whatever the fuck I want. Another perk of getting to um, the uh, the parks a little bit later, especially Magic Kingdom and mm-hmm. Epcot, is for um, the... Does Magic Kingdom... They, they have... Do they have fireworks? Yeah, wishes. Wishes in front of the castle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and then Epcot does yeah. every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a lot of walking. <clears throat> and so, like, you're minimizing the exercise you're going to do on right. your vacation... By getting there later, man, and you're chill. And because of Fast Pass Plus, the chill factor of your vacation has just now been enhanced. Back in the day, it was, we got to get there at 7 a.m. Because if we don't, our kids aren't going to be able to ride Dumbo. And those dummies still go, uh, the the ones that are uneducated. So when you go, um, you'll be showing up when a lot of people are leaving mm-hmm, for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so so there's that. You'll be getting there and all your stuff. There's no stress. You've already booked the biggest ticket rides. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, and then, and then you get the pleasure of walking past everyone while they're sweating in just, line. And you can just stick up your middle finger. Put a little Mickey head on it if you want to. <laughs> Get one of the car decorations for your antenna and put it on your finger <laughs> and just walk right the fuck past everybody yep. that's waiting to get on Splash Mountain and they're sweating. All I want is that sweet release of the splash at the end. And you're uh-huh. like, I'm going to go do this ride uh, while you've been here for two hours. <laughs> and uh, I brought Splash Mountain up because we have to do that. We have to talk about Splash Mountain. We have to. Splash Mountain is a ride in Magic Kingdom. And, and what it's it, a thousand years old. It is a billion years old. I think it existed prior to the park opening. I'm just kidding. But yeah. it is a cute little adventure through... Um, it, it's, it is the story of Br'er Rabbit and his little adventure to run away from home and find his new life. But he gets chased 
by Brer Fox and Brer Bear because I want to eat them. Right. And you go through his little adventure and you get to spl- you get, you're in a log. It's basically like the greatest log ride of all time. Like mm-hmm. you're in a log and you're going to get wet. It's a great water ride. Okay. Yeah. Well, that being said, it's old and it breaks a lot. Yep. And so much so that I almost don't like the ride if it doesn't break. Right. And here's it, why. It breaking is part it's of your part of the experience. Yes. When it breaks, it slows down for a second, all the music cuts off, it gets silent for a second, and then you'll hear the following. Looks like Brer Fox and Brer Bear are causing some trouble upstream. Your voyage on Splash Mountain will continue in just a couple of minutes. <laughs> now, that's literally what it says, but my experience on this ride, I am about to go up the hill that will eventually lead to the 50-foot drop that finishes mm-hmm. into the Splash for, for Splash Mountain. We get there and the shit breaks and it broke for like 20 minutes. <laughs> they don't just play that recording once, everyone. They, they play, play it over a lot. Over and over again. So about every three minutes. Uh-huh. Looks like Brer Fox and Brer Bear. Fuck. Oh my God. And so it got to the point where I just started changing it. Looks like Brer Fox and Brer Bear having some sex downstream. <laughs> Your voyage on Splash Mountain will continue once they have reached coitus. <laughs> I said that on the ride uh, one of the last times I was there, and all these girls like were in, in front of us, and they were like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> but uh, it, David, I told I told David before his first uh, trip there with his with his wife. I, I, see, I don't know if you did tell me if it was gonna. Break. I did, and that's why it was. I said, "Please, for the love of God, call me if it happens." And you did. You put my shit on speakerphone. Okay. David goes on the ride and it slows the fuck down and he calls me, puts me on speakerphone, and I hear, looks like Brad Fox and Brad Band. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so I'm glad that that happened for you because you got the full Splash Mountain experience. The full effect. Oh, that ride is just, it's its a great ride, but it, it does, it, it breaks a lot. But what's neat about like the Disney people is every time the park closes down, they go in and they literally give every fucking ride like a huge facelift. Like there's a whole nighttime crew of Disney that's like insane. Like they right. go, there's repairmen, painters. I mean, you'll never see outside of like repairs to the castle itself in Magic Kingdom where you're going to see a crane because you can't hide a crane. Mm-hmm. You will never see any of these people doing repairs or painting or touch-ups during the day because what does it do? It breaks immersion. That right. shouldn't be happening. It's amazing how they do that. It is. Um, well, Dave, um, help me out here. You had a lot of questions sure. on there. And things um, like that, well, we've so. covered basically uh, a bunch of the first uh, first bunch of uh, mm-hmm. batch of bullet points. Um, Folks, I've been drinking Jameson during this entire conversation, so if I'm uh, – Getting uh, off topic, I apologize. All right. Um, one of the things uh, that we haven't covered yet, um, was, which was kind of closer to the, the top of the list, was um, best times of the year to visit. Sure. Um, now, we, uh, of course, um, we're doing this now um, because it's May, and it's May is kind of the uh, official slash unofficial start of the summer. Not everyone's out of school yet, obviously, but... Summer's just right around the corner, so we're doing it for the folks that are planning on going in the summer, but we also want to let you know um, some of the other best times to go if you're maybe not doing as much prep work, but your focus is on going when you want to go when there's less people there. Right. So so going into the summer, summer is a actually, it's a great time to go. Mm-hmm. 
Um, number one, because for most people, you got kids are off during the summer. Uh-huh. You've got and and every ride and every attraction will be running and open and not being repaired or refurbed or closed down for changes or anything like that. They'll have everything going because that's the busiest time, busiest season for Walt Disney World. So if you're someone that wants to make sure that you're going to see and do everything, that's a good time to go. Now, that being said, Walt Disney World knows that as well. The prices for tickets are a little higher. The prices for resorts are a little higher during that time because it's what's known as peak season. It's when they know that everyone's coming. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing is it's really fucking hot during that time. It's Florida, everybody. But be smart. Gatorades, man, or those little cute fans that spritz the water in your yep. face. Like, you got to do that. And if you have kids, oh, my God, like, please keep them cool cool and hydrated. And what's neat about them is you'll there's cast members that have that shit everywhere. And there's plenty of shaded places to take everybody. And the good thing is, is most Disney rides are inside. So right. that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So really, you're only dealing with the summer heat in between attractions. Right. Yeah, that's, so, that is a, a cool thing is, yeah. uh, is that there's uh, really um, a lot of uh, different opportunities to, quote unquote, beat the heat. I love it's like even if I get to Space Mountain and if I haven't fast passed it and the wait is like 75 minutes, I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to be in a dark, cold ass room for that's a long fun. time. And that sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But anyway, then beyond summer, if you're someone that doesn't want crowds, February. February, it's a ghost town. Okay. But you also run the risk of having rides and shit like that that are closed down for refurbishment or repair. Didn't you you also tell me November? uh, November's like that for lack of crowds. Uh But then... Another good time to go for the best of both worlds. It's a little bit. It's, it's it's definitely busier than February or November. October. Okay. October is a fantastic time to go. Number one, the weather is cooler, mm-hmm. so that's just great. Right. <laughs> the other part is is they're doing cool Halloween shit during right. that time. The Magic Kingdom gets a facelift for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, which they completely all of a sudden you start seeing your Nightmare Before Christmas stuff come yeah. out, and it's just. It's so awesome. They do a great Halloween thing there. And there's actually a separate ticketed event known as Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And it's one of those things where if you purchase that ticket, it is a special thing where they do. They kick everybody out of the park that doesn't have that. And you are kids can trick-or-treat inside the Magic Kingdom. And you're supposed to wear costumes. And it's really – so it's it's a chance for uh, people to cosplay at uh, at Magic Kingdom, which is really fun. So, which um, is it still? Um, it's still a thing where you can't. If you're an adult, you cannot dress. You in are costume. an adult. You have to be careful about your costume because right. you don't want to get confused for a cast. There's member. a lot of people. I mean, you and I have done some anime cons, man. There mm-hmm. are some people that are awesome at making costumes, and, and you, so you could sure as fuck almost show someone up. Yeah, uh, you with could their show costume. up and be a better looking uh, Cinderella than they are. Right. You know, and so you, yeah, adults cannot. Go balls deep into their costume. Your kids are more than welcome. Your kids to. are because that's fine, right? But yeah, you gotta be a little careful on uh, what you wear because mm-hmm. they don't want you to show them up. They'll kill you, actually. No, yes. I'm just <laughs> um, but anyway, and so yeah, I I am a huge my my personal favorite time to go is October. Okay. Um, that's just my opinion. Cool. So yeah, excellent. Uh, let's see. Next, we had um places to eat. They're um, everywhere. Yes, everywhere. Um, 
So we uh, obviously we talked um, about uh, eating at the resort sure. at your hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not your crappy continental breakfast Absolutely that not. you're going to get at, at some other hotel. Um, the the place where we stayed, the Pop Century Resort. Hands down, the best breakfast burrito I've ever put in my mouth. And what's neat about that, Dave, is that you could actually get that same thing at some of the other resorts. Mm -hmm. Because every single resort in Walt Disney World has what's known as a quick service restaurant. Imagine the best food court you've ever seen. That's what it is. And so huge room, lots of tables, big soda and coffee and tea station. And then you basically have your pick of different foods you can get there's a sandwich place a pizza place a pasta place a burger place and then during the mornings there's omelets and burritos and waffles and bacon and and you just go and get shit and that's what it is it's it's fast and efficient and that's how they do that but then once you get to the moderate and deluxe categories they all have sit down traditional dining experiences with some badass restaurants that you're gonna want to make a priority seating reservation with um to to go to go to them because it's the worst to show up to a place like that when you're hungry and excited and not be able to get a table because it's a busy place. Let's talk about, we, we have like things that you must do Mm -hmm. while you're there. We have that as, as one of our topics. Let's talk about um, some of the places where not necessarily you must go, but if you do have the opportunity to go, um, go to so, these in in these parks sure um as far as like restaurants or yeah okay. like a, like a cinderella's castle okay sure so there are some dining experiences that if you can get this pulled off you got to do it um the number i'll just go ahead and talk about that one is a cinderella's royal table that is a dining experience that takes place inside of cinderella's castle mm-hmm. in the magic kingdom i mean what a great place to eat and, and you, be inside. you told me about uh, your mom getting the reservation my mom got on the phone to do this like whatever the and, and, and the time period escapes me but basically the I think you said it was like six or nine she months she got on whatever it was it was some months yeah, it, it was, was some months, months ahead and she's on the phone early in the morning calling them trying to get us the table and she did um, and then and then the, and then the spots filled up like boom and she was talking to the girl on the phone. The girl's like, yeah, like, it's it's all gone. Like, you got one of the last ones. Wow. Like, holy shit. But um, you get there, and they, they call you up by name. You're the, you know, the, for us, the Nolenberg family. You go to this little elevator thing, and all of a sudden you're in this royal dining room that's in the castle. Mm-hmm. And it's just fucking awesome. Great wow. food. You know, just really nice. I mean, there's a breakfast, and there's a dinner that okay. you can do there. Um and it's great. Um, but my favorite one that's in Magic Kingdom is Be Our Guest. Okay. Be Our Guest is the Beauty and the Beast themed restaurant that is unbelievable. Number one, the theming of it. You straight up go into and you can sit in the ballroom where wow. they dance. Okay. Or you can sit in the West Wing with the rose and the roses in there. And like the room is like all fucked up because the beast, you know, went into rage mode or whatever. Right. And... It's French food. I mean, it is it is delicious yeah. French cuisine. They do a, a quick service breakfast, a quick service lunch, and then a full service dinner. And you want to talk about the most efficient fucking thing I've ever seen happen ever? Because they have to be. It's incredible. Every single table <clears throat> from a two-top to a fucking eight-top is a computer, has a computer in it. Okay. Okay. And when, let's say we're doing breakfast. Okay. Well, number one, if I'm a Disney Resort cast and booked online, I ordered my food five months ago. Okay. <laughs> I've already got my order in. 
I show up. I scan in. Okay, cool. We got you guys. Go get your table. Cool. Wait, you're not going to take us to a table? No, literally. Go pick wherever you want to sit because it's quick service time. Cafeteria style. Mm-hmm. Not really, but, you know, just go get one. Cool. So we walk in, and we are able to find, as a family, this big circular table right smack in the middle of the ballroom under the chandelier. And we're like, oh, my God, how did this happen? Right. And so we sit there, and I'm wondering, I'm like, how are they going to know where to take our food to? Uh All of a sudden, they just fucking show up with it. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck? What they do is your order is electronically scanned on your magic band. When you check in, that kicks off the kitchen. When you sit down, the table computer reads your magic band. Oh, my God. And then they know, okay, the Nolenberg family is sitting there, and they bring your shit. And the other thing is, too, is their menu is small. It's abbreviated, so mm-hmm. there's really not that many options. There's great sure. options, but they're, they're few and far between. And so what the kitchen's basically doing is they're just making this shit on repeat, knowing they're going to sell right. it, you know? And so it's just like, bam, here's your, here's your stuff. That's that's actually an impeccable business model. Oh, it's amazing. And then, like, meanwhile, for the people that didn't do the pre-ordering thing, there's, like, this big line with the multiple kiosks where you could put your order in and they hand you this little rose that's a little beeper. It looks like a little, you know, like a buzzer. Okay. You sit down and it does the same thing. It okay. provides them your location. Cool. Holy shit, right? Right. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, the inside of the place is just beautiful and the food's great. So, to me, be our guest or... Cinderella's Royal Table, because they're both expensive, is a must-do. Um, personally, Be Our Guest trumps the other one because of just how awesome it is. Uh, does Be Our Guest, do you have to book that several months in advance like you have? Like oh, you do? please do. <laughs> please do. Um, and we'll preface this, um, or not so much preface, um, by saying that not all places that are worth going to and eating um you need to book months in advance. We're, we're not saying that you, you have to do that. There's plenty of places where you can go the day of or, you know, you can make a reservation. Like, say, you decide that you want to eat there maybe like a month before your trip where you're like, oh, yeah, we forgot to talk about food options because um, that's what we did when and we went um, in May when we went mm-hmm. uh, and we decided that we wanted to do um the Italian restaurant in World Showcase in Epcot. Yes. Um, and we were like, holy shit, like, I don't think we're going to be able to get a table because it was only like a month out. Mm-hmm. And we were able to get a table. Good job. So, um, yeah, like like I just said, you don't have, not every restaurant is like that where you have to book months in advance. I'm glad you brought Epcot up because my next must do for food mm-hmm. is to not book any not book a, a right. table is to go to world showcase and just eat. and eat at every country that's there all 11 of them right. and also drink there i did that <laughs> i was real drunk <laughs> but anyway yeah the- there's a there's a quick service place at every single country as well as a sit-down restaurant right. if that's if you want to do a sit-down restaurant cool they're all great but in my opinion gray's man Get you a burrito or get you a little taco in Mexico and then in Norway, get a pastry. And then in Germany, get you a fucking brat or a Reuben or some shit, you know, Mm -hmm. and a beer. Um, And then in China, get Chinese food. And then in Japan, eat some sushi. Like, you can literally do that. Imagine the mall where they're like, sample, sample. Sample. Except 
Witch Witch is doing it. Sabaro <laughs> is doing it. it. Burger, Burger King's doing it. it. Yep. Ch- uh, Charlie's is doing yeah. it. And yeah. you're going to spend money because none of it's cheap. However, instead of basically blowing a big wad of cash on one meal at a restaurant, you get a better experience. You can just go around and, and do the whole thing. I mean, and, and for me personally, you know, I was having. <clears throat> Saki at one point, and then I'm having a margarita, and then I'm, <laughs> I'm having a fucking Canadian beer later, and then I passed out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I made it home. Um, but anyway, I, that's to me, that's my favorite thing to do in Walt Disney World is actually the food thing at right. World Showcase. Um, one more must-do for you for restaurants is Ohana. Ohana is inside Disney's Polynesian Resort. And it is a character breakfast or character dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the breakfast and oh, each one of these meals, I'm sorry, is a all you care to enjoy situation where they just keep bringing you food until mm. you decide you're dead. <laughs> so for breakfast, they just bring everything great. And then for dinner, it's more like luau style where they're bringing you like meats off the skewer and shrimp. And nice. like do, they're like. Do you want more steak? I'm like, fuck yeah, I want more steak. <laughs> like, oh my God. They're like, wait, there's more steak? Like, they just keep bringing it to you. And then, like, Lilo and Stitch and Mickey are there, and it's nice. really great. And, um, great time. And the key, the, the, the reason why we keep bringing up the, the planning and the pre booking and all this kind of stuff is because our family growing up, we didn't have a lot of money at all. And then, God bless my, my parents because, uh, what do you guys want to do this year? Disney World. God. Damn it. <laughs> you know, so they made that happen on a budget. And it's because basically we would take a long period, a year to save up. That way, when we went, we just balled out of control mm-hmm. and had a vacation far above, let's just say, our, our money status would normally be able to do. We would right. kill that place, man. We would eat at Ohana. We would do the nice resort, just bam. You know, so really... You can accomplish any version of a Disney vacation for whatever budget you're deciding you want to do. If you just want to do a quickie trip and get down there and knock a couple parks out, cool. Stay in a value resort and just do like two parks for four days and then go home. Or if you want to do the greatest trip of all time, take a long time to save and then blow it (laughs) while you're there. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Must do's maybe for the theme parks or? Uh, Yeah, let's see. I uh, Places to eat. Um. Uh, what did you just say? Must do's for the theme parks. Uh, sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I'll give you just a handful per per park for the Magic Kingdom, the Three Mountains. You got to do Space Mountain. You got to do Splash Mountain, and you got to do Big Thunder Mountain. Splash Mountain we talked about being like the kick-ass log ride, Brer Fox and Brer Bear. Mm-hmm. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. You're on a runaway mining train. And it's a it's real, fun. real, just a great little roller coaster. None of these things go upside down, by the way, if you're afraid of that. And then Space Mountain is an inside roller coaster in the dark, which only fantastic. goes 28 miles an hour. But you could have fooled me. Right. Because when it's dark and they got all the effects happening, you're like, I'm in fucking space. <laughs> you know? It's, yeah. You're, you feel like you're in hyperdrive the whole time. Um, great ride. And then um, the other must do is the fireworks at night is uh, the Wishes show. And actually, right before Wishes, they do this little thing where they project shit on the castle. And it's just the coolest little pre-show ever. And it's uh, super emotional because, like, if you're, you know, I think a lot of people grew up with Disney movies and things mm-hmm. like that. So all of a sudden, you're like, they're, they're playing the Hercules music and they're playing Beauty and the Beast and, and they're playing Little Mermaid. And then you forgot about all your problems because, right. yeah, it's, it's great. So the fireworks are killer. Um, at Magic Kingdom. Epcot. 
We talked about Test Track. You got to do Test Track. The other must do is Soren. Like, just purely for the fact that, like, it's a relaxing ride, number one, because you're sitting in this little cool little hang glider thing and your feet are dangling. And it's not like high-speed thrills or anything. You're just Mm -hmm. taking on this really cool adventure. It used to be where you would, like, fly to California. So you're flying over scenic, you know, canyons and rivers and an orange grove at one point where you can just smelled the yeah they actually know, spray oranges, mist you know. in, in in your face like when you when you crossed over the the field of pine trees they they sprayed like the scent of pine in your face and yeah then, and then for the orange grove same thing they mm-hmm. sprayed orange mist great ride and so. then the other must do is just world showcase and do the food mm-hmm. do the countries for disney's hollywood studios um i think we named them but yeah. uh Star Star Tours, uh, t- uh, I'm sorry, uh, Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller, Roller Coaster. Coaster, and and you you did it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I forgot one very important one. The show, it is called uh, Fantasmic, and Fantasmic has its own theater there. It's the nighttime show there, and it's Mickey's adventure through his dreams, which turned into a nightmare for a second because all the villains go after him, mm-hmm. and it's just this. Ama- it's part stage show and then part like projected show on a screen made of water they're just like hey we want to make a big movie but we want to make it different make the fucking screen be water (laughs) and so they just like start to spray and it's this huge movie screen made of fucking water and then they project on it and it's badass so there's that and there's actually part of the show is maleficent in full dragon form like there's just a goddamn dragon on the on the stage and it's massive and it's awesome um What's funny is, is because there's Star Wars stuff in that park at that show when the lights go out, like 65 lightsabers are getting turned on in the <laughs> audience because everybody bought one for their kids that day. You know? Right. So you just hear like, <laughs> you know, everywhere. That's awesome. Um, and then in Animal Kingdom, the must-dos are the Jungle Book show at the end of the night. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. And then you've got the Lion King show uh, that you got to do. And as far as rides, you've got Expedition Everest for, your, for you coaster people. And then the Tough to be a Bug little 3d show that's in the actual tree of life that's at the centerpiece and then last but not least the kilimanjaro safari a real ass safari through a real preserve that they made and Mm. they were like well how are you gonna make you know these african animals you know survive we're just gonna fucking build africa um and if and it feels like they did they built they brought dirt they brought dirt right. and vegetation from there mm-hmm. to make Africa happen right. so that these animals would not get sick and everything. Yeah. And it's just... And they won't get fucking poached. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so great, great experience. I mean, me seeing a, a fucking full-grown lion right. sitting on his little rock up there. And he was sleepy, you know, but he, he, he yawned and I was like, I shit my pants, right. you know, because he was just... I'm like, yeah, <laughs> eat something, throw a thing, throw an antelope up there, do a thing, you know, uh, here, this kid's annoying me, put him in there, right. <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of kids, we probably should have, um, mentioned this, uh, a little er- earlier on, but better late than never. Um, when, uh, if your parents bringing kids in your opinion, what's a good age to, uh, to wait? until your kids reach to bring your kids if you want to bring your kids don't bring babies don't bring babies because i mean do whatever you want but like they're not gonna remember it Mm -hmm. you can't bring them on a lot of the rides 
and you're just going to basically be pushing a stroller around for eight miles a day so, in so, summer. So, so my would opinion, you say like three or four? I'd say if it, it, it's there's it's so adorable to have pictures of, yeah, like we were young. My, my first trip, I was five, four okay. or five years old, and then Kayla was a little bit younger that, than this me. This seems but like a, a decent age at to At least wait. then, the, like it's special because the kids believe everything. They believe it. They're so engrossed by it. They, you know, the, the, girl, the little girls get to see the princesses or and, – or, and and see pirates and everything and, and and get to dress up and you know the boys get to fucking star wars and and you know it's like they're at that prime age for when that wonderment is real for them right and like wow you know and i, I want to make an argument right here like a lot of people will say like you know, if you have if you have really young kids, like you know, they're two or three. Like I, my oldest is he's about two and a half, but he fucking adores and worships the ground that Mickey walks on. Mm-hmm. Like he is obsessed with Mickey, and if I took him to Magic Kingdom, he would lose his goddamn mind because he loves Mickey and he's he's ruthless. Like he's not afraid of anything. So if he saw like Mickey walking around, like he'd run up to him. Like he wouldn't be scared mm-hmm. or anything. Um. So my uh. Uh, my argument for still wanting to bring your kids at that young age where they might not necessarily remember is that those memories are for you as a parent. Um, They're they're not necessarily You're going to make a better argument for that than I would, obviously. Right. I I mean, you know exactly where I'm coming from. But, uh, I mean, this expands... I mean, this is... I could get deep into this because it expands way beyond, um, you know, Disney World. Oh, I mean, my, my mom and dad seeing Kayla and I... As little ones, just mm-hmm. enraptured by the characters, right? You know, I mean, there's photos of us hugging on Chip and Dale and and Goofy and everything, and I was like, that is Goofy. Like, I believe in my heart that I am currently with Goofy, right? You know? And and do I remember that? Not really, yeah. You know, but but looking at the photos, but they would obviously, right? They do. They're not gonna fucking forget. So that's that. priceless. And so, you know, especially for you, if you brought Charlie there, mm-hmm. I mean, Charlie hugging yeah, up on those, Mickey Mouse. Those would, memories are for me. Yeah. They're for the parents. Um, they're uh, don't don't get lost in the whole like, oh, I don't want to want to waste money. You're still gonna go. You're still gonna have a fantastic time, right. and you're gonna make memories. Obviously, your kids are your kids, and you know your kids better than I do. I'm just some asshole on a podcast telling you what to do in <laughs> Disney World, but. In generalities, let's just say, because of how much stuff is there and what they would be able to do. Right. Usually a good age to start is like four or five and Mm -hmm. then go from there. And then really, let's just say prime age where they really get to do a lot is when you start getting to the eight, nine, ten years old where they can actually jump on 99% of everything, depending on how big they are, you know. And um, I just think just for like the real small kids, you got the heat, you've got it's mm-hmm. just like you, you want to you want your kids to have a good time and you, you don't want to spend your entire vacation because it's still a vacation for mom and dad too right. um you know making sure your kids don't overheat and die right. <laughs> you, you know or or cry the whole time or something so uh you want to talk about disney springs or uh what was once known as downtown disney disney springs was used to be called downtown disney it is the entertainment district of walt disney world is actually free it's not like a pay admission kind of thing you, and it's 
fantastic it's amazing it's, if you're looking to spend a million dollars yeah one day, it's basically it's this is the part where you put your kids to bed with grandma if she came and then you go and the, this kind of uh, one of the talking points we also had down was nightlife for um like it's where the nightlife do, is yeah things to do um w- it, without the kitties um it used and, to have nightclubs and stuff like that because there was a part of it that was called pleasure island and they used to have straight up clubs, but having the, the club scene was not something that Disney liked after a while because mm-hmm. they're like, this isn't us. So what they did is they tore all that stuff down and they built more restaurants and then they built really an outdoor mall is mm-hmm. what they built. And Disney Springs, the actual architecture of it looks like fucking Southern California. It looks great. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you got like really nice brands there. Like if you're a shopper and you want to go buy some really cool stuff, there's great stores there. And then beyond that, just the food and the and the uh, atmosphere of, in different places. And you can walk around with your drink out there. There's a couple margarita stands right. over there. And um, there's always music outside, live performances, things like that. Um it actually houses the number one rated restaurant in the Orlando area, which is Boat the Boathouse, um, which is a seafood joint. And it's I haven't personally eaten there. I've had a beverage in there. Looks great. Their menu is incredibly impressive. Um, and then my other favorite place there is Jock Lindsley's Hangar Bar, which is an Indiana Jones-themed bar. You you and had a story for this, didn't you, where, where you and your dad went in? and, and Dad figured it out. Like we got in there, and it's it's not like an in your face, like this it, is totally an Indiana Jones place, right? It's, it's kind of like it's low su- key. it's very subtle. Jock Lindsay is the name of the pilot that Indiana Jones escapes with in Raiders of the Lost Ark after right. that he's running away from the the, the natives, mm-hmm. you know. And you get in there, and so we're sitting there and we're, we're ordering our drinks and stuff like that. And like the names of the drinks, though, there's like the Scottish gentleman, which is his dad, you know, mm-hmm. freaking uh, Sean Connery, you know. My dad's looking around. And he goes, "Hey, uh, isn't that the Golden Idol that he stole in Raiders of the Lost Ark?" <laughs> and I look up, and it's just in this unassuming place. And I'm like, "What the fuck?" And then I start looking around, and it was one of those. It's almost like in Jaws, where that camera zooms in on the guy's face. And it's like the realization. I just like look around, and I'm like. Wait a minute. And, like, all the locations that are, like, in these little posters and then straight up, then I see the voodoo doll from um, Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. I see Short Round's hat. I Then I go to the bathroom and there's, like, this like, these key rings and it's the names. It says Indy, Marcus. Mm. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. And then I just, like, Googled Jock Lindsley and it was like, he's the pilot. I'm like, this is the coolest shit ever it's a indiana jones bar because they own lucasfilm obviously right so that was super cool so yeah my dad's like this is totally an indiana jones place guys <laughs> like look around um and then there's i mean wolfgang puck's got a restaurant there um and then it also houses the largest disney store on planet earth which is the world of disney store and so if, you can get lost in oh that yeah place. yeah if you if you just forgot to buy a thing in any of the parks it's okay it's in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I didn't buy a themed mug. They have 7,000 of those. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's actually, a, a, all jokes aside, that's actually a good uh, good note to make as far as souvenir buying. Uh, if you plan on buying a bunch of stuff, you can, um, it, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of wait until uh, you are done with your vacation. If your last so, day is at Disney Springs, go stop at that store real quick and get, yeah. your, and get your shit. Yeah, and just grab all your mm-hmm. stuff there. So, um, cool. Um, I think uh, I think we pretty much pretty much covered everything. There's there's a lot more stuff to do there oh, than there's... what we described. Right, but. 
my biggest piece of advice, and, and you know, we, we, get, we get to talking and go off topic and things like that, but my biggest piece of advice for any new Disney adventurer would just at least to get on that website and get your planning done. And, and then the other cool thing is if you just have a million questions, contact them. Mm-hmm. They have an amazing guest relations department that can just fucking help you, and they'll straight up help you plan your trip in a way. And while you're there using the app and things like that, if you want to change your fast pass or, or talk to somebody, there's little kiosks everywhere with cast members there that it's their job to fix your shit and help you. So right. um, do your planning, save your money because it is an expensive place to, to go. Indeed. But if you take your time, budget properly and, and get, just do the minimal amount of planning, you can go in there and tear that place up. So, um, cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great. And uh, yeah, I kind of want to fucking go. Let's now. just can we just go? <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 don't we don't need jobs now with the Disney World like that. Uh, you got a credit card we can fuck up? <laughs> Unfortunately, all mine have been canceled. Let's sell your kids, Dave. Yeah, just sell them. That's Anyhow. that's all you got to do. All right, well, uh, that will do it for us for episode nine of the Geek Garage podcast. Uh, don't forget to. Follow us on all of our social media, facebook.com slash Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at geekgaragepod. Um, don't forget to, uh, oh yeah, uh, Warrior on Instagram too. Um, don't forget to go to our website where you can see uh, all the, um, all, listen to all of our episodes. Uh, you can see more content like our uh, funny pictures that we post. And, um, we also do blog posts every once in a while. Um, and we're also... I think we're going to start doing polls uh, for uh, for some of our episodes. Um, you know, just kind of doing, um, like, taking questions and whatnot. Nothing fancy or anything, but just trying to incorporate some new shit. Um, so, yeah, uh, that will do it for this evening's uh, podcast. And we will see you later, or we will see you on another time. Goodbye, everyone. Good Goodbye.